Hi, everybody. Farhad here with the UVA podcast. Welcome to the all new episode number 131. Thank you guys <coughs> so much for joining us and coming back to listen to our nonsense. Uh, Giovanni will be joining me in a couple of minutes through Skype. We'll be talking about, of course, the biggest game of the season so far. At least it was for me. I haven't looked forward to a, to a game so much in a in a in a while. <coughs> this one was a cracker. Uh, before we do, I'd like to take care of some business. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Podcast, facebook.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Podcast. Those are the social media outlets that we're, we're uh, active on. Ways to listen to us is iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, which is my favorite, uh, Google Podcasts, and of course, uvafc.com. Shoutouts to Rav, as always. As always, I like to give a shout-out to the Cities with the most listens, we really do appreciate you guys. Shout out to Toronto, Markham, Canada, number two, last 30 days. This is very interesting because I have never seen that. Googled it, apparently it's in Ontario. Shout outs to you guys. Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, Chicago, shout outs to Chicago, number four, New York. Ride, Australia, that's a great accent. I love to do accents, just Australian is not one of my stronger ones. Montreal. Kuwait, Glasgow, Stockholm, Wayville, Australia, Oslo, Norway, Birmingham, United Kingdom, Copenhagen, Philadelphia, San Francisco. Shout outs to the Bay Area. Um, yeah, you guys have been awesome. We really do appreciate all the new listeners who uh, who go along with our with our nonsense. Before we get to the actual podcast, I wanted to read the interview that Dybala gave. Uh, and it's on the website uvfc.com. So if you guys want to read the whole thing, I'll just I'll I'll just read a couple of a uh, couple of quotes from Dybala. Uh, he's saying that it wasn't an easy summer. Hearing your name linked to every team and every place where you don't want to go isn't a nice thing. Uh, but this is football. Even if there is transfer window, even before the window opened, I said I want to stay here. I think it was more important to let the pitch do the talking, even if the last day. No one knew what would happen. I mean, I can imagine this is this is tough. And um, was I one of the people who kind of wanted the money for Jabala? Am I, am I admitting my guilt? Am I am I taking the L for his great performance last few few games? Absolutely. Uh, I I uh, I cheered for him, um, but at some point, you know, last season, I know I was wrong. Um, I'm admitting it. I come in peace. Uh, but at some point, it was just better to take the money and run. Apparently, he's proving us wrong. I really hope he keeps going, uh, going strong as he has, and you know the link up with Ronaldo and DiBala. I hope it brings us the trophy with the big ears. How how beautiful would that be? Just wanted to bring your guys' attention to the UVFC.com website, which is run by our friend uh, Rav. We do the Touring Giants podcast together. Um, Always fun to do. Thank you guys for contributing your questions and comments. We do a little, a uh, little laid back show with him, and uh, we love taking your 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 questions and answering on the on the air. Uh, episode number four with him will be coming out soon. Don't know when. Of course, we'll announce. So fo- make sure you follow us on all social media. Um, speaking of Turin Giants, uh, I still have some hoodies remaining. If you're interested in purchasing a Turin Giants hoodie. Um, which is really popular, please let me know. And private messages on, again, any social media that you follow us on, preferably Twitter, because it's awesome. And it's also the worst. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Twitter. 
So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us again. Here's episode number 131, UVA Podcast. Boys and girls, as promised, here's Giovanni joining us over How's Skype. It? Life is busy, but we like to bring you, you guys um, the updates and episodes regularly. So bear with us. It's not that bad. Um, we, we will get into the, the nitty-gritty of the Derby d'Italia. You don't want to miss this. Giovanni, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, man? Pretty good, pretty good. You're still buzzing about the game, as I am? Yeah, I actually just uh, got off the phone with my dad a couple of... Uh, a couple of hours ago Papa and we were chatting about it yeah because you know they're in milan for the game and like um like we were like my mom called me like literally in the middle of the game and obviously <laughs> i'm like she's she doesn't care you know whatever but i knew my dad was watching so i didn't even ask to speak to him i was like okay cool i was just like aching to get off the phone you so know what? Spe- was- speaking of the stadium uh i mentioned it on, on twitter a couple of weeks ago when um, Inter was playing Milan, man, I would love to one day be able, like that's one of my bucket list items to go either Derby d'Italia or um, or uh, Milan Inter see the Derby de Madonina to see it live because I think San Siro has has that. You you've been right? Yeah, yes, I've been to San Siro. There's nothing um, like but it's gonna be it's it's gonna be gone soon, so you better hustle to yeah, try no, to get that done. Uh, I don't know. Last time I saw Juve at the Juve Stadium was like 2000. Um, th- when did we go to the th- 2015? The semifinal against Real Madrid. I think I'll make it to the you know Juve Stadium before I make it to San Siro. But yeah, I mean the the atmosphere for this game was awesome. Sold out uh, tickets. Uh, sold out venue. Uh, like I said, record uh, for the Serie A. I believe. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Income record for the Serie A. San Siro sells out twice a year when Juve comes to visit. So, um, yeah, let's get yeah, to the... Yeah, pretty let, much. Let's get to the game a yeah. little bit more. You got me, yeah, sure, sure. What, what, what were you saying? No, I was about to say, you got me beat on going to the Juventus Stadium. I've still not gone. So, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, as you said, life, life is busy. Vacation, like vacation days are minimal, but I think I'm just gonna have to bite the bullet and then just do a quick weekend and just fly over and just well, you know screw it, just you, get it done. You you know who you contact. You know, speaking of that, shout outs to uh, Maurizio for doing an amazing job. He just reached like a million followers on all platforms. Or oh, I think uh, uh, something like his posts were engaged like a million times during Derby d'Italia. He was working hard. Um, if you guys go to Turin to watch the game at the stadium, there's no better way than to contact Maurizio. Uh, around Turin, I don't think I, he really needs an introduction anymore. He's like a Juve legend. But if you guys never heard of Maurizio... He's literally world famous. So He's world yeah. famous. He's been on ESPN. He's been on all the sports channels. Been uh, He had an interview with um, Montblanc. What was that guy that, that got really popular during the transfer season? <laughs> Momblano, but Mon I mean he's he's yeah I mean he's a he's a I mean he's a pundit and a journalist in his own right. Like a lot of people like to rag on him on for the Guardiola thing, but he wasn't wrong about Ronaldo. So you know you got some right, you got some wrong. You know yeah. you can't 
you know, you, you can't blow it up when you get it right, and you can't, you know, burn it all down when you get it wrong. So, yeah, hey, that's I, where I, I got, stand. I have nothing that. personal against the guy. I, I know it's his job. It's it's just sports. It's, it's just entertainment. It's just sports. It doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. But um, yeah, if you guys go to Turin and and Giovanni, you need to get your ass to Turin, man. There's, and and they've upgraded the stadium and upgraded the pregame, uh, the pregame show before the game, and you just it's a must. Um, all right, so I like to always start out with your expectations. Uh, what were you um, predicting? What were you, what what was your heart saying before the game? I, honestly, like, and normally I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't tend to go this route, but I knew that it, Juventus was gonna get keyed in for the game, especially because of the tone that they took coming into like the game throughout the week. Um, we were we were actually chatting offline about the, the the Champions League game with Bayer Leverkusen, and you said, "Wow, that was, you know, that was kind of a bad game." I didn't think it was a bad game. I think that their mind was already to the game at San Siro, and so you probably what you saw was a um, Juventus playing with the handbrakes, and even with the handbrakes, they they. They demolished, uh, you know, Bayer Leverkusen. Um, so uh, the fact that they were catering, the fact that Sari didn't make a big deal in the media, uh, and and you know, and now we go back to Conte on the opposite side, who made a big deal, made it, uh, you know, about like me versus them, us versus them. You know, it you you set a, you set a lot of expectations, and and again, that's how Conte is, right? That's that's, mm-hmm. that's his style of coaching. That's the way he coaxes um, that extra, you know, ten percent from his guys. And he, I mean, we saw it at Juventus with uh, objectively some players that did not have that much skill, but we were able to, you know, to pull out in the end and. You know, and he's obviously using that same blueprint of management with um, Inter, but it it didn't work. And honestly, the two-one score doesn't really tell the whole story of the game, mm-hmm. of the dominance of Juventus, of the dominance of the play. It should have been a lot more on our end. So, honestly, uh, very happy with the results. I know you said that you wanted like a, like a, <laughs> you know, last minute. <laughs> thrilling goal by Ronaldo just for all the drama I, I you know I, I already have a lot of drama in my life I wanted good solid game one that was done based on the blueprint of Sari which was literally what we did and you know I wanted to see just constant improvement from every single piece of the team defense mm-hmm. midfield and um, the forwards so very satisfied 100% yeah, man. You know, you know me. When it comes to to football, I'm like a child. I want the most dramatic win. I uh, I think we've suffered enough as Juve fans, and I want I want to finally have that Ronaldo effect. I want that. I want I want the teams to never be able to relax until the last minute because we've got Ronaldo on like a like the game maker on our team. Of course, yeah, I, I don't was, think I, I, I was I was joking about the 94th <laughs> minute winner, but it would have been nice to to. Um, to win in the last minute, but hey, I'll I'll take a 84, 84 minute Pepita, the Inter killer hashtag Inter killer. That that goal was that goal was so good. Can we just? I know we're we're skipping ahead. I want to talk about that goal. The famous uh, the breakdown of the goal was the twenty four touches, 
from Chesney all the way to, to Pepita. We literally came up to their six-yard box. Um, and, and people are saying this is, this is beginning of the deadly Juve. This is the beginning of Sadi Ball. Uh, this, that, that, that goal showed, um, showed promise. But what, did you, what do you think? Um, absolutely. So looking at it, like from, so I like to, I want to take two views when looking at the, the, the goal and the significance of it. Right. So I'm going to look at it from a microscope one, you know, pretty much that looks at the tactics and the technique of behind it. That's, as you said, you call it salary ball. It's the continuous one touch to maximum two touch play, um, moving it back and forth side to side on Till you're able to make that inserting run and you know make it into the box um they were talking about it on the italian tv show tiki taka mm-hmm. where it, you know they they kind of walked the entire process through they actually had to speed it up and it still took a while <laughs> for it to, to kind of show and um you know uh juventus x bubble vieri was there and he said look you know it, what sealed it, what really truly sealed it, was the was the um, was the final was the initial touch by Gonzalo Higuain off of the one-two like triangulation between Cristiano Ronaldo and Betancourt mm-hmm. to gain that extra six inches to a foot on his marking defender to put him into space. He had the time to control it and then place it perfectly with the right amount of power low on Handanovic for the goal. And, and there was a lot of space too, man. When I when I saw him receive yeah, the was, ball, I thought, hey, defender has to be nearby somewhere. But he took a couple of touches. The the, the defenders are either side of him. He had a he had a time to prepare. You just you know you don't you don't give Higuain that much space. First of all, he, think, he won't fit in there, first of all. Uh, no, Ella. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I know. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. That was a great goal. It was a great goal. What did, you, what did you think about the first goal? Obviously, it was a surprise. It was a shock. Could not have been better, um, you know, better it came at the by, perfect time by Dybala. Yeah, it came at the perfect time. Um, and it came at the perfect time. I think it was perfect for the for – the, um, for the type of game that it was, we've been really complaining about Dybala not being effective as a goal scorer. You know, it's been a while. Um, we've complained, I myself included, that he is gigantic against mediocre teams. And he's, you know, this was great, but I want to see him build on this. Like, he's been building on it uh, throughout the um, throughout the season. And again, I want to give him kudos with regards to the fact that he has been, he's taken a different attitude, right? And again, maybe it's been, it was, everybody's human. Maybe last year it was a disappointment and how things went from the beginning of his career with Allegri to the end of his career with Allegri, thinking, you know, scoring so many goals and then having to be, uh, having to play at in, in like a deeper role. But at the end of the day, that's, it's a little bit what, Sari is asking of him, but I think that because of Sari's type of gameplay, there are less caveats to what Dybala c- 
can do and has to do on the field. So there's a little bit more liberty for him, and it's um, you know, and he's a lot more comfortable within that space. Mm-hmm. So kudos to Sari. Um, and but at the end of the day, this is it's Dybala putting in the work day in and day out during the week, and then delivering on 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 the weekend. And go, the goal was the only thing that was missing. Listen, but man. Going back, I, sorry. Let, let's uh, let's uh, let me just finish your thought. I uh, I like to do an intro. I know you have nothing to do with the production of a podcast. Giovanni could not care less. I tell him the time. He says if he's free or not, and we record. Uh, so I like to do like a little intro. Just to get rid, you know, get get um, get the business out of the way. And uh, I read his interview on uvsc.com. Uh, he gave an interview a few hours ago, saying that he's finally having fun. Allegri's system was a little rigid, and you know, sorry, uh, there he he's having fun again, basically playing and coming to work. Uh, so it's it's good to see. And I also apologize for us because I know we haven't been the best supporters. We we haven't been the. Uh, Hashtag Dibala must stay group, but I'm I'm glad to eat eat our words. I'm happy to to admit that you know I I am pulling for him big time, and I really hope you know he 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 keeps up the good work. Man, look, I don't gotta apologize for nothing, okay? Because here's the situation: we have to we have to take the good with the bad, and we have to be able to critique sensibly what we see, right? I'm, Absolutely, I'm. And 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 the one thing that like I've all like I feel like a broken record because I know I say this all the time on the podcast like I can't be too high or too low on at any point on this thing and we have to be fair as fans with how we judge a player or not so you can't because at the end of the day the same people that were like hashtag Dybala must stay were the same ones that that were saying hashtag Iguain out and Iguain has been fantastic so far this season mm-hmm. okay so it, but but you got to give to caesar was of caesar and dibala has done excellent Iguain yeah. has done excellent so you know could, good job yeah. good job and and again good job for i think one of our biggest concerns with sari coming in is how is he going to manage the roster and he i mean over the summer transfer too i had you know, he, I, I think he also had anxiety when he looked at the size of the team that he was going to be managing. And he said, hey, I, you know, there's going to be some embarrassing situations, which there are. I mean, Emre Chan is not on the Champions League list. A person that was like, honestly, by character and by that grinta, right? Mm-hmm. He's, uh, Mario Mandzukic was one of the most representative players. He's, he's out of the picture. I haven't seen know? a picture, photo, or video of him and nothing. But I, I mean, it sucks. But it's business, yeah. and 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 Mandzukic knows as well. And he he made the gamble of not wanting to go to Manchester, or something broke down in the Manchester transfer, and who knows? Like January is just around the corner. I want him to succeed as a professional. So if it's if that's outside of the walls of Juve, then best of luck to him. Honestly, um, here's the other thing, though. Just going back to that second. To the second goal, right? So we mm-hmm. looked at it at, from from a really close to the ground look. I kind of want to zoom out and take a different view of that goal, right? There, there's and, actually a video from the stands. <laughs> if you guys want to well, check, well, it. I don't mean. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't mean like a like a like verbatim like a different view, but I want to take like like a like, like I want to have a couple of observations to that the significance of that goal, the chorality of play, the the speed with which they were able to like get the ball around and the confidence with which they were able to move the ball literally from side to side from the back all the way to the front that confidence that they've they've garnered in playing one to two touch ball right and the finishing the mm-hmm. cold cool killer finishing is representative of as you said Sarri ball, but I will take it one step further, and I say that it is an evolution of Sarri ball, mm-hmm. because we are seeing an evolution of Sarri as a coach that we saw with literally every coach that comes to Juventus. Yeah, people are concerned. Oh, this is gonna be too much like this or too much like that. Juventus, as much as the coach has an imprint on the squad, Juventus the club has an imprint on the coaches and the players. It, it it's mm-hmm. it's so incredible. Let's look at something so stupid and trivial like, oh, Sari's, um, you know, what Sari wears on the sideline. Have you seen Sari in like a you know tracksuit? Nah, man. Do you know what he wears now? Slacks and a long sleeve polo. It's as casual as one could, you know, could dress without wearing a tracksuit. But he's that's his look now, and that's a Juve look. Juve was like, hey, we're gonna meet you halfway, guy. We know that you're, that's, it's not your character to be in a suit, but you can't be in tracksuit because this is Juventus. This yeah. is what you're going to wear. Boom. <laughs> and then we're also seeing it with how Sarri is speaking before the games, after the games. You know, he's – and we're seeing it with how this team is evolving. It is never going to be Napoli. It is never going to be a 7-0 to team. It's, it's just not going to be like that. But it's going to be a lot more in line with what we saw on Sunday. And I think we're probably going to see, again, a little bit, few more, more goals, but we're going to have a little bit more fun. And that's what yeah. everybody uh, um, is, is saying. And I think at the end of the day, that is what the club wanted to do, right? You know, still have winning as the paramount objective of the team year in and year out. But but also in order to attract more fans and in order to be a little bit more successful um, in the Champions League where you know it's a one one and done kind of game situation and you got to be attacking more and you have to be a little bit more courageous. This is this is this is the part of football which I'm hopeful that we're going to we're going to bring um, day in and day out and. As Chiellini said, and we're talking Chiellini is a guy that he's been around, uh, you know, for quite a long time now. He's, he's a true veteran. He said, you guys are not going to see the real Juventus until January, February. And I am, again, 100% with him on this because it, it, what we're going to see, hopefully, in January and February is a team that has a lot more legs under them, a lot more confidence in communicating without even having to look at each other or speak to each other, and the finishing is going to improve. Ronaldo's been really, really unlucky. But he's also been a little bit imprecise in his shots. Um, he should have at least four, four more goals, four or five more goals between the last two, three games that he played with us. Um, but... That will come in time. And yeah. when it does, man, let me tell you, 
Yeah, floodgates. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to. We are really going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, I like to post on Twitter and ask people to comment or, or ask us questions or anything they want. They want to add. First of all, we got a we got a shout out from Donald J. Agnelli, our uh, mighty president. He said, <laughs> "Failing Farhad should be fired like a dog." And I'm I'm no I'm no fan of our president, and no fan is an is a is an understatement. But this wow, is, you don't this, like Agnelli? This is new to me. Okay, but carry on. No, I'm I'm uh, saying I'm, I'm yeah, you know you know surprised. you know who I mean. Our our friend in the White House and uh oh, but, but, oh okay. But this account, you know, real Don Agnelli. That's that's my comedy for today. I really I really enjoy his work. Whoever is behind uh, the account, I really appreciate this shout out, uh, Daniel. Uh, speaking of Daniel and speaking of Ronaldo, a lot of people think that we have an agenda against Ronaldo. Uh, you know, especially on Twitter, which you're not involved in me, uh, I, I tweet and, and people come down on me because sometimes I might say something negative about Ronaldo. I, listen, no, one's, is, no one is more excited about having Ronaldo on their team. I love wearing his jersey. I love that. Yeah, I never liked the guy. I, I always made fun of him. I was one of those people. But something happened. Yeah, you know, we got flattered and, and Ronaldo decided to... to um, to join our club, and I'm enjoying every game he plays. It's just some of those Ronaldo fans, some of y'all motherfuckers are annoying. I have nothing against Ronaldo. It's you guys that are bothering me. So <laughs> Daniel, like I mentioned, he's one of the good guys. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's saying, what are your thoughts on the formation changing from 4-3-3 when Costa returns and that, that meaning Ramsey will drop back in the midfield? What do you think, man? Um... So here's the thing. I I I don't know that we're gonna go back expressly to four three three being the main um, formation, right? Because everybody talks about Sari being a very, um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, very extreme with regards to him sticking to his guns on one formation or another. I think he he's extreme in sticking to his philosophy of play, and then. The formation comes comes after based on the pieces that he has. At Empoli, he was successful with a 4-3-1-2 with a trequartista. And, Na- and Naples, he was very successful with a 4-3-3. And in, at Chelsea, honestly, because I, I, I didn't follow them like actively, but from what I saw, it was a little bit of a hybrid of you know, a 4-3-3 with whatever else he was able to build in with it, like a, you know, t- turning into a 4-4-2 or whatever. So... It, it, it just depends on what's working for the team, right? If Ramsey is the guy that's going to guarantee the best um, type of um, of solutions on the field, Ramsey's going to start and it's going to be a 4-3-1-2. But what we saw, especially on Saturday, um, is demonstrated that the team, even because Sunday. of what... I, oh, sorry, sorry, Sunday. Yeah, no worries. Even because of, you know, even because of what Allegri has done for that team over the years there was i mean we played a certain type of formation but it always changed within the field of play and during the um during the during the game just to suit what needed to be done um i think we're going to see the same and that and that's why i said this is an evolution of Saturday ball to me what's going to happen is let's say we have a stubborn defense that we're playing um you know maybe as spal or lecher some of these teams that are just going to park two buses and an airplane mm-hmm. you know just to stop us from scoring you know 
throwing at Douglas Costa with his change of pace and his speed, and then you know all of a sudden he's he's the right can opener, right? Yeah. So um, to to just to give a quick answer to to the question, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take the easy route out and say we're gonna have to see when Costa comes back and what needs to be done. I I think we're gonna just see a Juventus that's gonna be changing you know dresses as as needed for the occasion so yeah. which is a which which to me is a great thing because it provides that x factor that clubs can't really and other coaches can't really you know plan for and you know it's to me it's a competitive advantage yeah well let's mo- let's go back to the to the game itself um players who need shout outs uh i think i think cuadrado has been great. Uh, I think he filled in the 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 the, the gap right left right back position very well. Um, Pjanic, I mean Pjanic is is uh, somebody asked on a podcast who my favorite current player is player is, and I think Pjanic. I just love him so much uh, as a player, as a human, and just if you know, it's um, it's been amazing what he has done so far in the last few games and you know even though there was no goal against Inter I think he played a great game a hundred key uh, not key passes but a hundred passes uh, a couple of key uh, his basically his um, his statistics were great and and uh, even the his Instagram posts after the game and you know he's enjoying this season a lot more now that he doesn't have to do a lot of defending uh, he still does. He still recovers some balls, but I think uh, we're seeing the best of Pjanic, and uh, he's been he's been a great positive. I really have enjoyed what he's he's been doing. Delict still a couple of mistakes, of course. You know, Barcelona fans all over Twitter and Inter fans they they took out a little clip of him being nutmegged by Lukaku, uh, which was probably Lukaku's um highlight for the game so we're not even going to bother with that speaking of delic go to uvfc.com to read his interview he's a mature young man and um he's my son um there's also uh, <laughs> there's also news about manzukic on the uvfc.com uh delict interview divala interview and player ratings for the inter juventus game um moving on uh to negatives Believe it or not, we're well, not we're not all that great yet. Um, Kedira and Bernardeschi. What are your thoughts on those two players and and their what we saw from them um, in the game? Okay, so um, once more, I I, I I agree with you with respects to. Um, I appreciate that. You know, outside 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 of like the the um, you know the obvious like Higuain, Dybala, Ronaldo, and and uh, being excellent during the game. But um, yeah, Cuadrado overall this season. There was actually a very good article on Gazzetta from a couple of days ago that said that Cuadrado is really marrying that role of right back like Zambrotta did when he came to us with Lippi. And I remember people always like seeing whenever Allegri would try out um, Cuadrado as a right back, just like you know all the jokes like, oh my God, here we go. But he's He's been he's been excellent. It brings me I, I brings me nightmares from the Cardinal final. Back starter. I think it's gonna happen. It's I think. Pardon me. I said. Could you repeat hey, that? Sorry. Uh, I said that brings a ni- nightmare back from uh, the Cardiff game. 
Oh well, you know the the whole Cardiff game was a different story, right? Um, it's and and actually, I have a little anecdote once once I finish my thought. But yeah, I think look, uh, Quadrado is doing excellent. I think he's gonna have that right back starting role. Um, Danilo is gonna be a you know serviceable backup. Um, Alexandre is gonna be on the left, and Dashiyo is gonna shift between both sides as needed to support that. Um, when with with re- respect to your question on. Bernadeschi and and Kadira. So I'll, I'll I'll talk about Bernadeschi now. I've been a big fan, and both of us have said that Bernadeschi is. I think he's been giving a little bit of an unfair shake by. A lot of uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. After this game, it's beginning. You know, it's it's well, it's well, been difficult but, to defend him. But but go ahead. Like I I've well, been. Yeah. So I, yeah. And and I agree with you. And I think. As I said, like before, we said that, like, hey, I think he's been giving a little bit of like a bad shake, and I think as he he has so much potential as a player because physic physically he's he's just a unit, man, and he's fast, he's strong, but I don't think he's he has an idea of yeah. where his place is on on the field, and that's Sari's job to do. That being said, you cannot be. A ghost on the field in a game like this, especially when you're given the opportunity to start. He should have done more. He did not. Yeah. Somebody said, "Oh well, but you know, he kind of canceled out Brozovic." I disagree. I don't think he canceled out anything. I think he just, outside of that one ch- chance that he had to trouble Andanovic, which I know he has the skill to put it in the corner, and he didn't. I, he, I think this break he needs to really, really. You know, work on figuring out his his, how, his finishing his finishing product. I mean, he gets there, yeah, it's finished, but then product. he just gets exactly. lost and fizzle, fizzles out. Yeah, I want to see what his finished product is. As far as Kadir is concerned, I'm just gonna say that you know, it, not everybody can have like excellent games all the time. So I don't, you know, he was passable, um, and that's it. But to your point, right? Um, um, there was just an article that just came out today on Gazeta dello Sport that looked at the entire season so far and made a good, like, you know, it, it drew a parallel saying, hey, all of the guys that were supposed to be leaving in the summer are, are one of the, like, central protagonists mm-hmm. of the team. Iguain, Dybala, Kedira, uh, Matuidi are some are, are people that um, that Saturday is leaning on and he's made central to his project. And it's funny because these were Allegri's guys. These were Allegri's guys, and we all thought, oh, bye-bye. You know, we've got new fresh blood. First two, three games, everybody was, like, groaning. Oh, why is Matuidi starting? Why is not Rabiot starting? Why is, why is Kadira around? Why is not this and that? You know what? People forget that Juventus, out of every single club in Italy, but also in Europe, is one of the most like finely tuned corporate machines out there, right? They operate like a business, like a big corporation. And what's key in big corporations is business stability and business continuity. And I'm going to make this like kind of comparison. Right now, what provides business stability to Juventus is having Matuidi and Kedira on there and, and, and having Igua, Iguain and Dybala rotate. And, I, you know, 
Twitter trolls can you know type themselves blue in the face about not wanting to see them on the field. But guess what? Nobody's complaining when we're winning the way that we're winning. So I have no problems with them being on the field so long as they are um, producing, right? So yeah. Right away, that's, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, Fair enough. With, with, with that, with regards to that. So, so, um, so. The next thing. Uh, sorry about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to move on to actually discussing discussing the game itself a little further. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying that at the end of the day, the subs did their job. You know, Sari did, uh, you know, um, predicted the subs well. He Not predicted, but he... He has the he has the the deep bench um, that is too strong for for that was too strong for Inter. Also, uh, let's 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 mention that Sensi was uh, was you know substituted because of an injury. Godin, who was keeping Ronaldo at bay, and you know he was so familiar with Ronaldo that it made for actually a really interesting duel. It was a shame to see him um, subbed off. I think it was an injury. I, I never really followed up with that. But basically, Inter is good enough for Serie A. I just like don't think they're good enough for, for us. Um, yeah, so we were definitely playing an Inter that was a little depleted. But hey, if, you, if you're there for the result, I'm very happy that we won. But if you want to dive, dive in a little more, yeah, we were playing a team that was a little more you know, weakened. By by the second half, am I am I wrong? Um, you're not wrong. Um, I think Sensi plays a, a bigger role than anybody has really, you know, kind of gleaned in um, Conte's um, in Conte's team, and I think that kind of stifled the production. I mean, you could see Vecino when he came in; he lost like the first five balls that 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 he caught. He lost. Um, you know, he lost them, so I think that that creates some issues on their end. Yeah. Um, I think we've covered it all. I think you got to go back to work over there. I hear the, the keyboard <laughs> the keyboard on fire. Uh, well, thank you yeah, for Yeah, like my, you know, my boss, yeah, was kind of paying me, but yeah, no, we can still, we can still go no, on. No worries, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, pe- no people worries. know us. People know this is a, you know, podcast for fans, from fans, where, you know, I, I always mention that we're not experts, we're just... We just love to talk about Juve, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy listening to us. So we found some time in the middle of the day to to record for you guys. Next podcast will be live. I do love recording together with you face-to-face because I get to slack. Um, No, I don't. (laughs) Giovanni is a rugby player, and I have no business slapping him. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think we've covered it all. Um, It was a great game, great anticipation. Winning at San Siro is always fun. I mean, we... We're, ta- we're still talking shit to Inter fans to this day. Uh, I think this win, because of what they were talking about, because of all the trash talk that we had to hear uh, about Conte and about how great they are, I think putting them in their spot and bringing us back to number, you know, the spot number one before the international break, I think that was super important for, for morale. I hope you come back in a couple of weeks and just, just continue there. Amazing run. Giovanni, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Anything yeah, else you wanted to mention? No, just um, let's, um, let's, let's everybody enjoy the nice national break that we're going to get. It's going to be sad not to see this team 
you know, showing us this brand of football. So I'm definitely looking forward to um, the next games. You know, once once club soccer picks up again. So yeah, I'm 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 into it. I'm happy. Everybody else, I think, should be happy and you know, looking positively at what's being done at the club. And um, I think we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, I just saw that. Um, saw the news that um, Dybala and Lautaro Martinez will be starting against. Germany I guess you know they showed enough for the Argentinian coach and you know this is the new the new guard at, at Argentina are getting ready to yeah. take getting ready to take over I do like There's, I do like yeah, the Argentina so national team to be honest I I got nothing against Messi it's 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 their fans but this will be interesting <laughs> <laughs> again Ronaldo Ronaldo no, comes with with the price of having the crazy fans and I think Messi fans are just as crazy uh, but anyway, so long you. as nobody gets injured, I don't care what happens between now and next Saturday. That's as long true. as nobody gets injured. So, that's you know, true. that's it. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us as always. Giovanni, thank you, my friend. Forza Juve. Catch welcome. you guys next time.